baby survive. The child is healthy and full of life. She can walk perfectly fine. One wouldn't even think that there was a time when the baby was unable to walk or that her mobility was in danger after the operation, as the doctors were predicting. Her life, her left hand is functioning well. The child is and perfectly normal. She no longer cries day and night like she used to. Glory to God. Amen. 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 We will get the word of God from the book of Second Corinthians, chapter eight, from verse twelve, NIV. First, Second Corinthians, chapter eight, from verse twelve, it says, "For if the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have, our desire is not that others might be relieved." While you are hard pressed, but that they might be that they might be equality. At the present time, your plenty will supply what they need, so that in turn their plenty will supply what you need. The goal is equality. As it is written, the one who gathered much did not have too much. The one who gathered little did not have too little. And we are sending along with him the brother who is praised by all the churches for his service to the gospel. What is more, he was chosen by the churches to accompany us as we carry the offering, which we administer in order to honor the Lord himself and to show us eagerness to help. For we are taking pains to do what is right not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of men. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We'll be going straight to the word of God also tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Can we go to the book of Second uh, Corinthians chapter 8 from verse number 12? The Bible reads as follows. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has not according to what one does not have. Okay, you know, remember Apostle Paul here uh, is talking about giving. Remember yesterday we were in this, in this chapter also. Then if yesterday we were in this chapter, and today we are continuing with this chapter. What Apostle Paul is talking about is still similar. He was talking about giving. About, first of all, remember yesterday, he was talking about the church in Macedonia, which used to excel in giving. And uh, he, of course, he was talking about the message of giving to the church in Corinth that um, the, the church in Corinth 
Yesterday he said that these people in Corinth, they used to have faith. They used to have love. They, they, they used to be the people of the word. But um, he was saying that yesterday when we were studying the word of God, Apostle Paul was saying that he, he wished that they could be the people also who can excel in giving, in offering. Then now, he is continuing in a similar manner in which the word of God is saying that if there is a willingness, if willingness is there, a gift is acceptable to one what one has, not according to what one does not have. You know, when we are talking about this thing, it's a He's, he's talking about giving when you are when you are giving an offering. If you are giving you a gift, because let me tell you this: if you are, if you are giving a gift, that gift represents you. If you are giving a gift that you are giving, that gift that you are giving, it actually represents you. And as that gift, how it is go, how it's going to be acceptable, it will also depend with the attitude of your heart when you give. The attitude Amen. of your heart is very, very much important. That yes. when you give, you must be giving with your heart. Mm. And when you give, uh, you, you must make sure that the condition of your heart is right. That's when Apostle Paul, when he go further, he said that God loves a cheerful giver. Because when you are giving, when, when you are giving and you are expressing your gift cheerfully, that means uh, cheerfully your gift will be going. But if you are going to give with a grudging heart, with a grumbling heart, also your gift, when it's going to be accepted, it will be grumbling. Amen. Then, in order for your gift to represent you well, where you are giving it, the attitude of your heart when you give, it matters the most. How you present a gift matters. I want us to understand this. I want Amen. us to get this. How you present your gift. What, and on this matter, when you're talking about how you present your gift, you're talking about your offering. How you offer, determine. Determine how your offering is going to be received. Then it is more important that when you are giving, we must give willingly. And we must give with a cheerful heart. Not with a grumbling heart. Not with a complaining heart. Then, then he, that's why he's talking about here. Because, you know, when some give and they give maybe out of nothing and they give all that they have, they end up, you know, ha not having a cheerful heart. 
they end up having a, a grumbling heart. Why? Because when they were giving their offering, they were not giving it cheerfully. They, they gave it all. And that affected their condition of their heart. Hallelujah. Yes, when they were giving it, um, when they were giving, then the, the condition of their heart mattered. Can you just go to the book of Corinthians, even though we are in the book of Corinthians? La Kratuska Pahaya. Um, Second Corinthians, let us read it from chapter 9. From verse number 6, the Bible said that, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Verse number 7. Remember, remember if, um, if we, this is the chapter that maybe tomorrow or after a day or two we're going to be in. Second Corinthians chapter 9. Okay, and this continue to talk about what chapter 8 is talking about. Okay. Verse number 7. The Bible said that each of you should give what you have decided in your heart, not reluctantly, not under compulsion. For God, or not under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. The Bible said that God loves what? A cheerful giver. Cheerful giver. Hallelujah. That, but the Bible says that each of you should give what you have decided in your heart. You should give what you have decided in your heart. But even when you are giving what you have decided in your heart, don't give something that, you know, but let me tell you this. I want, to tell, I want you to understand this about offering and giving. One of the best offering that you give is the offering that after when you have given, it, it, it touches your heart. It's not an offering that you give and you don't feel anything. That's just how, how it is. An offering that matters the most is not the offering that when you give, okay, you don't even feel that you have given. It's an offering that when you have given, you feel it even in your heart. Hey, I've given. You know, when I'm talking about this, remember what the Bible talks about in the book of Samuel, the last chapter about David. The Bible said that David made a mistake and he counted the soldiers. When he counted the fighting men soldiers, God was not happy with what he had done. And uh, God sent the men of God to give him three choices. One of the choice which it was that there was going to be a plague, like coronavirus in the land, which was, it went out in the time of David, and it was killing, and about, the Bible said that about 70,000 people died. And the Bible said that David tried to pray. David tried to fast. As he was trying to pray, as he was trying to fast, nothing happened, until the man of God said that, okay, David, don't you know that it's God who loves offering? Take an offering, give it to God in one of the expensive land of Aruna. 
And the Bible said that when he arrived there, David, he was about, you know, when he arrived there, the Bible said that when Aruna saw David, he said, oh, my king have come. Can I give him, what are you here to do? And David said, I'm here to, to offer a sacrifice unto God. When Aruna said that you are here to offer a sacrifice unto the Lord in my land. So let me give you the oxen to offer to God. Let me give you the land. And this is what David said. This is what you, I was quoting this uh, scenario of David. David said that I'm not going to give unto God something that means nothing to me. So I'm not going to give unto God something that means nothing to me. Remember, David was a spiritual man. David was a man of the spirit to understand the spiritual things. David said, I'm not going to give unto God the offering that means nothing to me. If most people, if I'm doing it for God, he said, I would have taken what you are giving me and offered it to God. But because I know that what I'm doing must be accepted unto God, I will make sure that it means the most and it's coming from my heart and it must mean something to me. And the Bible said, David said, I insist I want to pay for the land. I insist that whatever that I have to do for God today, I want to feel it. I want to do it. You see, you know, then David was a spiritual man, man of revelation, and who wanted to mean everything that he's doing for God. But Apostle Paul here, the reason why he's trying to say these things here also, sometimes he's doing with the man in the flesh. He's talking to the man in the flesh. Men who are going to be offended. Men who after when they've done whatever they're doing for God, they're going to be offended by themselves. Say, hey, their heart is going to be grudge. Their heart is going to be sorrowful. And why is it sorrowful? Because they've done, they've given a most unto God. And that's why he's teaching them not to, to end up giving cheerfully to end up doing the things of God the way that they need to be done so that they, they, they cannot have this a, a grudgeful heart, a sorrowful heart after when they've offered unto God. Whereas the man of the spirit, you know, anything that you get an opportunity to do for God, it's an opportunity. Giving to you, if you are a, a person of a spirit, a spiritual person who understands, who is matured, even when you've got a chance to offer unto God, I'm telling you, you will feel like it's an honor. It's an honor. It's an honor to do anything for God. Then I wanted for you to understand why Apostle Paul is saying, but... Above everything, when you offer unto God, offer something that means something to you. Let me tell you this. If you offer something that means something to you, to God, that, that, that means something to you, I'm trying to tell you that that kind of offering, it will surely move God. Even in the Bible, uh, many people who have offered sacrifices and offering that after when they have offered unto God, something happened. Most of the time, 
it was an offering that moved their heart. Like when you are when you are hearing about Solomon. Solomon, the Bible said that he offered a thousand sacrifices. A thousand sacrifices. And the Bible said that that night Jehovah appeared to him and said, Solomon, my son, what can I do for you? We thought Solomon was not asking anything. And the Bible said, God asked, what can I do for you? Because of what? Because of a just an offering that he offered a thousand sacrifice. But that time, let me tell you this. The Bible talks about there was not really anybody who have offered that way. Solomon was one of the first who was doing that. And God appeared to him and said, what can I do for you? I beg of you, ask me anything. And the Bible said that, Solomon said that, no, uh, Father, give me wisdom. And that's when God blessed him with wisdom and became the wisest man in the whole world. Out of what? Out of the power of an offering. And a few months ago, we were studying also about Hezekiah. That Hezekiah also by his time, he offered a lot of sacrifices, uncountable sometimes the Bible says. And these are the men, this is the man that the Bible said one day, he was sick. As he was sick, he was told that he was going to die. As he was told that he was going to die, the Bible said Hezekiah prayed and turned into the wall and cried unto God. And remembered God the good thing that he have done. The good thing that he have done, part of it was an offering that he has ever given. Which nobody has ever given. Also, and the Bible said that God remembered the good thing that Hezekiah have done. And increased him with 15 more years. But um, I'm trying to say to you, no matter what, in the spiritual point of view, you will never go wrong by giving too much. You will never go wrong with giving too much. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. You will never go wrong. I, I myself, I am a giver. I make sure that I'm a giver. I make sure that I am that. I train myself to be a giver. Mm-hmm. You know, the things of God, it's not every time when you're doing them, you're going to feel like doing them. If you are matured enough, sometimes you're going to feel like praying, but if you are matured and you know what prayer does for you, you have to do what? You have to pray. If you know what an offering does for you, no matter what, what must you do? You must give. No matter what, you must give. Then that's why I am, I'm saying to you, it is very, very much important um, to be a person who, learn, who knows the principles of God and um, who do what they have to do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yes, and um, wherever you are, I want you to begin to pray. 
Just 